Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640. You're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Around the radio, one until four every day. After four o'clock, you, you can hear the whole show on a podcast. Johnny Ken on demand on the iHeart app. It's very advanced. Pick up what you missed. All right, coming up later on this hour, we'll talk about the mayhem in Compton. The old street takeovers were back, and this mob decided to take over mm-hmm. a gas station uh, mark, market there inside where the snacks are. And uh, did you see this video? It's pretty hysterical. Yeah, I know. Not if you it's, own the place. That's but. what you get in uh, Karen Bassetti's Lawless Los Angeles. Yes. But that's not L.A. However, Compton yeah, is not it, part of LAP. Yeah, but it's, it's L.A. creates the problem for all the surrounding cities. Right. Well, I think if, part of the if, problem is it's the sheriff's department, and there isn't really enough of them to cover all the no, places they're but, supposed to cover. But if Los Angeles uh, would would throw would prosecute and throw everybody in in jail, if they wouldn't put up with any nonsense inside its borders, all the cities around Los Angeles would have be in a much healthier situation. Mister Law and Order, you yes, take them. Absolute Law and Order. That's what works. Now, there's not there's no alternative to that. We've tried everything. It's all a failure. So grow up. Be a mature person and accept law and order is the only way to go in a civilized society. Enough well, we're looking at the opposite. We told you last week that there are so many politicians in elected office in California now who have decided that nobody should be going to prison or jail, that it's difficult to imagine even a story like this. Uh, Mayor Bassetti is supposed to make her State of the City speech later on today. And one of the things that she'll actually talk about is adding more police officers to LAPD. 
We can ignore the stupid part of the story, which has been around for years, this magic 10,000 number. I don't know why that's... Because it's a real big round number. I guess. And silly I, human beings are attracted to... If you see crime going up and you see shortages of police officers, you just tire them. There's no magic ceiling or floor on this. It's just something you have to keep doing until you realize that, that John is right. We have law and order. So they've always touched on this 10,000 police officer. And when Tony Villar was mayor, uh, that's what he wanted oh, he, to do. And they got the force up uh, over 9,000. He, he was big on big round numbers. I'm going to fill a million potholes. I'm going to plant a million trees. I'm going to have 10,000 police officers. Because he was a simplistic boob. And for some people, it simplifies the story if they just hear a number. Oh, okay. 10,000 police officers and magically we'll all be safe. There'll be no crime. Of course, that isn't true either. But when things start slipping, because a lot of police officers have been moving on, clearly the last three years has been particularly difficult to be in law enforcement. So some have taken early retirement or some are just up for the well, retirement or others have said, I'd rather just not be doing this. Black anymore. Lives Matter defund the police crowd did tremendous damage to our police department because uh, once Garcetti took the knee and said that LAPD was made up of killers, pfft, yeah, the killers that we are. <laughs> who, who, who's going to go to work the next day, right? Because now you have given a message to all the crazy people and the criminals out there that, hey, uh, you you could make up any wild story about a cop abusing a citizen and Garcetti's going to believe it and BLM is going to advertise it and your career is, is shot is or you might actually be shot. So it's like you go home, you find something else to do. Why would you want to do that? I wouldn't want to do that. I don't blame the cops for quitting and retiring early. They've been treated so badly by all the lunatics and the politicians in the city. It's like, good, have it your way. Let's have mayhem. So the call here will not be 10,000 officers, but to get the department up to 9,500. Right now it says due to uh, recruitment and retention problems, LAPD could fall below 9,000 officers in the coming months. So we're really talking about probably adding hundreds. Not thousands, if that's the way some people read the headline. Well, in 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 2019, we had over 10,000. Now we have a little over 9,000. So there's about 1,000 uh, missing. Right. So she wants, she wants to, to get it to 9,500, so it would be about 500 is what. Uh, for nearly a year, the department has been budgeted for 9,460 officers. So her tiring target only represents an increase of 40. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you're right. Right now they're probably but hovering around 9,000, 9,100, okay. You notice that, though? She gets a big headline. Bass wants to rebuild LAPD, adding hundreds of officers. Actually, we'll just end up with 40 more yeah, the, the than we had. The actual staffing budget is just adding we're, 40. We're going to end up with 500 less than we had four years ago and only 40 more than we currently have. Yeah, and the problem isn't, I mean, just because you have a staffing number of uh, nearly 9,500 doesn't mean you're going to get them. It's just you have to recruit properly, yeah. and then you have to replace everybody that's heading out the door from yeah. retirement or just finding another job. Uh, to reach Bass's target, LAPD would have to hire 1,000 officers over the next fiscal year because they're going to lose 600 retirements and resignations. Uh, police academy classes, though, are either half or only two-thirds full. And... Listen to this. This negates the entire story. Why wasn't this a headline? Bass acknowledged the difficulty, saying she's not super confident that the LAPD will reach her goal. <laughs> well, then what's the point of this? What's the point of the L.A. Times saying, oh, Bass wants to rebuild LAPD and add hundreds of officers? She doesn't think she can. 
because nobody wants to apply for the job because no. they've been so demonized. And, and most cops are afraid that if they end up in a, a dangerous situation. Yeah, and they if, have, they, if they have to use their gun, then, then Gascon yeah. will come after them. That's right. Their lives are destroyed. They, if they got to shoot somebody to save their life or somebody else's life, Gascon will destroy their life. And so, it, so are the weasels in uh, police management. So, of course, you don't have cops applying to do this. You're, you're 22 years old. Why do you want a life like this? Of course, spotlighted in the story were the three communists who sit now on the Los Angeles City Council, something that wasn't the case not that many years ago. Uh, Nithya Raman, Hugo Soto Martinez, and Eunice Hernandez. These are the Democrat socialists, and most of their campaigns were about mm. decreasing police, not uh, adding but, police. But you see what happened in Compton, though? Do you see what happened in Chicago? Yeah, there was mayhem there, too, in the streets. Huge mayhem in the streets. That's what you'll get every day because this is what they want. This crowd is about anarchy. It's, it's entirely about anarchy. They, they could dress it up with all kinds of, well, let's just have social workers out there and, you know, let's, let's eliminate the abuse by the police. No, this is anarchy. They want to destroy our way of life. And that's what they're going to get. What you had in Compton was anarchy. What you had in Chicago was anarchy. And, and all they go is, well, no, we, we've got to have a smaller force. Okay, a smaller force. Sure. No. What do you think? They know what they're doing. They and have they an odd way of thinking that police add more crime. That the more police you have mm -hmm. out there, you're going to have more crime because it just makes people angry and turn on them, and they feel like they're prisoners and that they're nah, suspicious. That's not, and... not true. Most of the most, I, I mean, what they're saying is not true because most of the people in these neighborhoods want more police because they're the victims. These are people. These are the true racists because most of the victims in these neighborhoods are minority victims. Most of the murder victims are minorities. All right. So when when the, when the, you start talking about defunding the police. And replacing it with social workers or ambassadors or God knows. It, it's, it's just saying, okay, we're comfortable with all these minority people getting killed or having crimes committed against them. That's what they're saying. Why do they want that? Why do they want that? But they're never asked to, to, to uh, discuss that proposition. Tell me, since you know less police is going to be more minority victims, more minority deaths, why do you want that? They'll never answer directly because the real issue is anarchy. In America. That's what they want. And if they have to sacrifice minority lives for it, they're comfortable. Even if they're minorities themselves. They, they, they produce, they, they, they back all these ridiculous policies that lead to death. To death. So it looks like they're going to offer signing bonuses, huh? just like you're a sports player. fifteen dollars to $20,000 for new hires. That's one thing they're coming up with. And then they're going to step up their recruitment. And then Bass wants them to bring back... Uh, or actually LAPD is thinking about bringing back a program where uh, people that uh, have retired can be lured back to come back for a couple of years to make up the difference. They want to bring back 200 retired cops through a program called Bounce. Bounce program, bring them back on. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI, AM640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. All right, coming up after 2.30, we will talk about the mayhem and chaos last night in Compton, where there apparently was a uh, major event concerning street takeovers. And actually, it was the night before last. We'll get into that with Corbin Carson from... I'm KFI looking at News. it right now. 
We're going to talk about Chicago in a moment. Well, these were these guys were raised really well, don't you think? They had good parents. And it looks like uh, the same case with Chicago. Social media plays a big part in drawing all these people together rather quickly. In the case of a street takeover, they want to see all the uh, sure. tricks being done by the guys in well, the cars. Well, yeah, plus... It's a way to get everybody together uh, to go bust into uh, stores. Wow. You just you put out the, because it used to be you, you might just have your your local goons that would hang out on the sidewalk together, right? Now you go on social media, you can get hundreds, and uh, everybody can get together and destroy things. So we'll we'll talk about Chicago's, and then we'll talk about Compton. First, we thought you might enjoy this. Uh, a listener forwarded this from YouTube. We were just talking about the Los Angeles City Council, and they have these three Democrat socialists. Yeah, there used to be just one, Nithya Raman, but now there's Hugo Soto Martinez, and there is also Unisys Hernandez, who got the seat that Gil Cedillo had occupied for many years. And to show you what a brilliant one she is, we're going to play you this piece of audio, which has nothing to do with the jails or police officers. It has more to do with just basic common knowledge of sort of how the world works. The Los Angeles City Council's Energy and Environmental Committee was talking about EVs, adding electric vehicles to the fleet. Uh, up steps Unisys Hernandez to ask questions about these EVs, and I guess it tied into another topic they dealt with last week, which was catalytic converter theft. Let's listen to this. And please forgive me if this is not appropriate, let me know, okay? Um, but, you know, think talking about this pilot, talking about the expansion of fleet vehicles uh, that are very much tied to electric, you know, vehicles and that whole process, like I think about the conversation that we have around the catalytic converter piece. And if there are conversations being had with like vehicle manufacturers around this piece, is there any way that we can also incorporate the ask of them to also install anti-catalytic converter theft in the production of these vehicles so that we're not having to catch up? Um, especially considering that a lot of the EV vehicles are some of the highest targeted vehicles because of the amount of precious metals within the Ooh. catalytic converters. Mm. And so if we are establishing um, a pilot, just something that I think it's important that we ask. And anybody spot the okay, problem? Thank you. You can Here we go. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, you, you asked a phenomenal question because uh, <laughs> catalytic converter theft is an ongoing issue. I'm sure we all have our ring apps and next door apps. And we see those people <laughs> lifting the car on blocks and taking them out in under two minutes. Um, so that is absolutely a problem. The beauty of electric vehicles, however, it doesn't have a catalytic converter. Cool. So we just have a battery that effectively okay. has motors, mm. and that connectivity But they'll figure out how to steal the batteries, too, one day. So there's the no tailpipe. There's nothing to uh, control no. or catalytic scrub converter, and, and right, emissions. You know, eliminate from, from the, the pollution side of things. So Sit down, uh, from Unisys. that perspective, we're in, we're in good shape. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Unisys, you dolt. I mean, you absolute buffoon. <laughs> but of course, he had to say what a terrific question. She, right, right. Like she was a little child. He didn't child. want to embarrass her in front of everybody well, by like, saying, what a dumb question. What, this is what you say to an eight-year-old. Oh, that's a terrific question. You clearly don't know anything about electric vehicles or catalytic converters. You are completely ignorant. <clears throat> you are a total zero.
I mean, what she's she's now, she's representing her district in the city of Los Angeles, where there are is unprecedented number of catalytic converters being stolen. Right. So they have this EV program. It's like, well, can we can we ask the EV folks to somehow secure the catalytic converter? Yeah, put in anti theft devices for hey, the catalytic Unisys? converters on the EVs. Hello, uh, anybody home? Anybody in there? What's going on in that little brain of yours? That's the whole, the whole purpose of an electric vehicle is you don't have you're you're, you're not. They are zero emissions. They're so. zero emissions. You're not burning gas. You, nothing has to be converted here. What, what, what's wrong with you? But uh, she doesn't know that. And she she goes up there out loud and asks that question. No. She, aye, only, aye, aye. she only wanted to get on the city council to affect socialist policy See, changes. Less cops, more spending on the homeless and the poor people. That's it. She doesn't it, know about these other issues. It, it's supposed to it's supposed to process the exhaust. So there's less pollution from a gas-powered car. That, that, that's the purpose. If you're not burning gasoline, then there's no exhaust that you have to convert. And she just tried to two, bring two topics together, the EVs uh, and no, this catalytic but, converter but theft she, problem that's been going on. She's an ignoramus. And, and the thing is, you, you've got a lot of that in, in, in uh, all legislative bodies. I mean, I heard, I heard the other day, it's like artificial intelligence is going to be a big issue in the coming years but there's probably not five senators who understand what it is no they just don't know and they're going to end up writing some sort of complicated thousand page regulation that they don't understand that's going to just cause all kinds of problems here too she, she wants to regulate catalytic converters she, she wants the car companies to build some sort of cage so the, 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 all, all the thieves in her district can't steal them. Instead of throwing the thieves in prison, you put the thieves in prison, then they can't steal the catalytic converter. Instead, why don't the uh, car companies spend a load of money and the car uh, owners spend a lot of money coming up with a security system? Uh, no, no. Why don't you just take the bad guys and, and put them in prison? If they're in prison, they can't steal a catalytic converter. Now, there was a lot of instances of mayhem around the country. Uh, people like that word. Uh, there was a teen takeover in Chicago in the Millennium Park area. This was Saturday night. Two people were shot. Fifteen were arrested. There was a bunch of property damage. The police were outnumbered. They say it could have been anywhere from hundreds to thousands mm -hmm. who showed up and descended on Millennium Park. Which, by the way... If you're under 21, you're not. There's a curfew. You're not supposed to be in there after a certain hour. But they smashed cars, jumped up on down on trap vehicles. Police had to escort tourists back to their hotel. What is really bad about this is the mayor-elect of Chicago. Yeah, they got rid of the uh, current mayor. Uh, there was a runoff between two candidates, and unfortunately, the winner is Brandon Johnson, who said, "Let's not demonize these vandals. It is not constructive to demonize youth." who otherwise have been starved of opportunities in their own Shut communities. Up. They have opportunities. They're just bad people. They're Our bad city people. must work together to create spaces for youth to gather safely and oh, responsibly. No, this is, this is what they do because they were raised badly. There's already no hope for them. There's no space to put them in. What are you going to do? Get them to play pickleball or soccer? There's, there's no space. They, what they should be doing is they should be home. They should be doing their homework. They should be nah. hanging out with friends in the basement playing games. They should have dinner with their family. That's what normal people do. 
But this if you're going a, out to destroy a, a park and destroy businesses, it's because you were raised terribly. Probably no fathers. I would like to do a census count of how many how many of the guys who uh, were carrying on in Compton and how many of them in Chicago, because it was mostly guys. How many of them had no fathers? Bet you three quarters of them had no dads. That That's what it is. Complete family breakdown. No discipline growing up. No sense of purpose. No sense of values. Apparently, this has become a new social media thing to just bring together large groups. See, and then you can tell what happens. Uh, it gets right. pretty ugly. It's just like Compton. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they know there's no consequences. And then you have an absolute clown and a half, Brandon Johnson, who don't demonize. Yeah, they ought to be demonized. Absolutely ought to be demonized. And they ought to be jailed. And they ought to be jailed for a long time. And then it'll keep the... It, it, who's going to go out at night? Businesses are going to die in Chicago the way they're dying in Los Angeles, the way, the, the way they died in San Francisco. There's, a, there's a, uh, a template for this. Detroit. Detroit died decades ago and never came back because they let crime get out of control. These, these, are, these are badly run cities. The, the kids in a lot of these neighborhoods have absolutely no adult guidance at all. The all schools right, come back. stink. And, and this is what you're going to you're gonna get more of this. But we'll talk about the Compton takeover. A bunch of businesses were hit, including that gas station shown on many videos as a mob showed up there in what they call a street takeover where guys then did tricks in their cars. John and Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And the anarchists are getting exactly what they want. Everything is going according to plan. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Well, you know, after you've showed up with a mob of people to watch a street takeover, this is in Compton, Alondra Boulevard, and Central Avenue, when things begin to break up, you might be hungry, need a snack. You look around and you see one of those gas stations with the snack stand inside, and uh, that's what the people did. The mob broke their way in there. Apparently, the clerk was on duty, but it was hiding and uh, stole thousands of dollars worth of stuff, uh, as one news report puts. Even condoms were grabbed from the store. Oh, yeah. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department is the ones that have jurisdiction over this, and uh, reports are they showed up but felt outnumbered. Let's talk to Corbin Carson, KFI News, for more on this wild story. Corbin. Yeah, there have been uh, pretty regular street takeovers every week for some time now, and law enforcement is... They've been struggling to keep up with where and when they'll take place. This latest one took over this kind of this kind of takeover. Lollapalooza was in Compton. It was overnight Saturday. There were multiple videos showing up on social media. You can see these donuts and smoke. There's lasers and screeching tires. But this new angle has investigators worried. In one video, a person can be seen bashing into this AMPM on Alondra and Cent- Central. And as that person is breaking in, dozens of people are crowded into this like mob waiting anxiously anxiously to get in behind them once the door is broken the people push their way into the store they're looking around for whatever they can grab drinks and snacks most people are wearing masks and hoodies but some didn't even bother and one guy you you had mentioned he can be seen grabbing several packages of condoms and he's just smiling ear to ear for the camera and then here's a la sheriff's compton station captain terrence bell he says the danger associated with these incidents appears to be escalating we received uh several different calls for service for several different intersections because multiple street takeovers was occurring during that time obviously some of the the individuals that were spectating did point their lasers at our helicopters which is which is dangerous but i want to say that at least no one was injured however there was a damage to the business and a report was taken and and we are investigating it and if we're able to identify anybody we're we're going to hold them to the to the, to the standards of law. And there was also oh, wait, a shooting gotta, nearby I, around at the same time. Yeah, I got to ask something here. I saw the video. If you're stealing a bunch mm-hmm. of snacks off a, uh, a snack stand, that's not a crime in, in, in California. That's that's under $1,000. They're not going to charge them with anything. What, a, a misdemeanor shoplifting? Those aren't prosecuted anymore. It looks like they're racing around here, too. <laughs> yeah, it does. It sounds like you got uh, something yeah, going it, on there. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it has not lightened up. Yeah, I, you know what? I also asked him about several reports that two restaurants, a laundromat, and several other businesses were also broken into overnight during these takeovers. But, you know, Bell says that might have been something different. Hold on. I had that ready for you. Now, the other businesses were not uh, looted, so no items were taken. However, if the other businesses are uh, claiming damages for vandalism, Obviously, those reports are are taken, and that will be investigated also. This guy's talking about about taking reports. It was unfortunately we. (laughs) He's he's taking reports. The other thing. Yeah. And, and I asked him about that out, outnumbering deputies thing, too, and he, he said that they were, uh, and, and that, because I saw some reports that there were so many people, they were, there were just not enough deputies to get them to, to, to disperse, and he said that, that, you know, he couldn't confirm that either, but now, to be fair, there are other, re- other reports that the group was gone before the deputies showed up, which is typical for these street t- takeovers and what has been making them so hard to prevent. But it takes a while for a crowd that big to form and for that many cars to come and put on the performance. So I, yeah, and, it's pretty and, noisy too. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's only so many, you know, boulevards you can do that on. So I, I, it, and, and the, and the social media is public. It seems like by now right. they should, they should have a, an intelligence system to pick up on this and preempt it, or at least get it out of town. I, I mean, and yeah, yeah, you know what? Go ahead. I was just going to say they also have a task force that that has oh. been following these groups for some time, and the yeah. idea was that they were supposed to be following on san- social media as well. Well, well, well. Was the task force? What were they having dinner? They were asleep. I mean, I don't well, understand. <laughs> let me ask this, Cor- Corbin. Does, did anybody from the sheriff's department show up in Compton at this Arco to do anything, or no? They don't even go. No, from what I understand, they it's like like I said, some some reports were saying that they showed up after the people were already gone. And one of the interesting parts was this morning. It was really really hard to get information on this. I I, I must have been spent four hours dealing with the main sheriff's department and then uh, trying to get a hold of the Compton Sheriff Station. And that's been an ongoing thing uh, well, with wait, just wait, how they, confusing. They won't talk to you. It's just extremely confusing. There's several layers you have to go through from media. And this is not even, this isn't on, this This started under Villanueva. This wasn't in the newest sheriff. Um, it, was a, it was a lot easier, the sheriff, before the last. Um, but you could just, you know, you could email one person, you could text one PIO. But now it has to be this form you fill out and you have to put in a bunch of information and who you're with. And and it's convoluted. And then the whole, pro- I mean, I, I must have sent it at maybe 6 o'clock this morning. And I'm not hearing back from the captain until 11 and, now, they, and they then when whole, i hear back it's oh we can't tell you about the re- restaurants we can't tell you about the laundromat we you know we're not sure about whether or not we were there and on time well, or not so it, it's it, it's been well, difficult so, what's going to stop this crowd from doing this again tonight every night next weekend forever it doesn't appear to be anything because this is, I mean, we're, we're going on a few years of yeah. this uh, that I've been reporting on uh, similar stories from all across Southern California of, of where these can show up and they're in and out within a certain amount of time. And, and a lot of the times police are just not there fast enough to, to catch so, them. And hopefully the idea is that they're, they're, they're scouring the social media that, that, you, that you guys mentioned because they're, they're, you know, someone had to alert hundreds of people that this was going to go on. Yeah, are they are they going to go through the video too to try to see if they can at least get the worst of the people that committed the vandalism in custody or anything? 
they did say they're investigating all of those aspects. And again, as you, you mentioned, you and I saw you can see in the video, there are several faces that can be seen. Um, oh, yeah. Well, a lot of, you know, a lot of them are a lot of them are hoodies and masks, though. Right. Yeah. Where are they from? Also, Anybody have any, also, any idea? Are they are they Compton uh, kids or are they pouring in from L.A.? I, if I were to venture an uneducated guess, well, I guess it would be an educated guess, but an unconfirmed guess that they're almost always from outside of the city. It, they're not in the same city that they're that they're usually screeching around, whether it be Anaheim or or in this case Compton. So uh, you know, who knows? <laughs> All right, hi right, Corbin. Thank you for that report. We appreciate it. And dealing with the delay problem, Corbin Carson, KFI News, covering the Compton. Street takeover, which led a mob to break into a AMPM market. Those statements from that uh, police spokesman, that was about the weakest response uh, you'll ever hear. It was. It really is. Well, we're going to have reports and, uh, you know, we're going to investigate. Yeah, we're just here to collect data and put out reports. Yeah. That, Stop that, these things from happening? That, Arrest anybody? All, 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 yeah. that, all that stuff practically was legal because none of it's prosecuted. If it's prosecuted, there's there's no... There's no consequence. You, you don't get jail time. You don't get anything. You know, you, you've stolen a bunch of cheap stuff out of, a, out of an Arco Mini Mart. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, anarchy. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. Yeah, and we're on from 1 to 4, and if you do not uh, have a chance to hear us live during these three hours, you can pick up the podcast, Johnny Ken On Demand at KFIAM640.com or on the iHeartRadio app. There are already several challenges to L.A. County D.A. George Gascon. We're going to talk to the latest to enter the race, and we're still a year and a half from people voting, or at least from the primary, we're over a year. We're going to talk to the latest to enter that race to knock L.A. County D.A. George Gascon from that position, which he's held since late 2020. And it's been unbelievable unraveling of criminal justice in the county. <clears throat> After three o'clock, our guest will be Nathan Hockman here on the Johnny Ken Show and hear about his background. Well, we weren't just talking about this takeover of an AM PM Mart at an Arco gas station in Compton by, you know, they used to call them flash mobs. They, you know, and that used to be in the early days of all this, a flash mob. People would just show up together, and maybe they'd just scream in the air and run off. And this is a different kind of mob. It's criminals. It's criminals. They gather mobs. now to watch street takeovers, which is already dangerous. But now they've graduated to maybe entering businesses and hey, looting. Look, it has been the policy, the district attorney, LAPD, and this all starts with Los Angeles. I, I don't, it doesn't matter to me if it was in Compton. This is Los Angeles, all right? These kids are pouring in from all over. It's the city council. It's everybody in authority. They've made it clear now for quite a few years, anything goes. These young guys have grown up in an atmosphere of anything goes. They were in elementary school when we passed Prop 47. What's the message there? Go and steal stuff. You're not going to go to jail. You're not going to end up with a criminal record. Go steal stuff. So now... Maybe they're 18 years old. They've known since they were nine that you can steal and nobody cares. The, the city, the governor, doesn't care. So, of course, you're going to get together and steal stuff. And, of course, you're going to laugh. I saw their faces. Those were faces of joy. 
They weren't looking around, worried they might get caught. Oh, what if the cops get us? What if my parents hear about this? It's not just teen rebellion. It's cool to stick your face in authority and have fun. Not to this level. Teen well, yeah, most people teen, they engage teen, in teen rebellion. That's they drink behind their parents' back, but they right, don't smash it. Because stores. you're afraid of getting caught and you're afraid of the consequences. Kids always do stuff. I did stuff. But you did it so you didn't get caught. They're doing it and they're broadcasting it on social media. They're saying, hey, come to this boulevard at 11 o'clock tonight in Compton and we are going to watch the street takeovers. And then they take video of themselves storming and into the into the store and then they post it there there's absolutely it's not it's like when we were kids and you're you're having a beer with your buddy late at night and so you're looking around so you don't get caught no that's the anarchy that they've grown up with and now they're embracing it and laughably there's nothing we can do about it because there are no laws to stop this this will just keep going on and on and the anarchy is the whole point so now listen to this We've mentioned this before, along the same lines of stealing, looting, and shoplifting. We have said for many years that a, a high percentage of crimes are committed by a small percentage of repeat criminals. Uh. They've done an analysis in New York City, and they discovered that nearly a third of all shoplifting arrests in New York City last year involved just 327 people. Collectively, they were arrested and rearrested more than six thousand times you do the math on that that's about 18 mm. arrests per thief and and those are just the times they were caught and you get caught a small fraction for a small fraction of the crimes you committed some engage in shoplifting as a trade others are driven by addiction or mental illness mm. and of course this article in the new york times is full of people saying people only steal out of need no right? that, but that, uh, the response was you know what they've really got these very uh, complex shoplifting, uh, what do you call like uh, organizations now, where they send these guys out to steal and then the stuff is quickly brought back and sold online. It's become quite an operation. It's their job. They're not stealing out of need any more than you and I show up for work out of need. Yes, we all have a need to make money to live, but it's not because they're starving in the streets. It's because they don't want a regular job. This is easier, and it pays well. And and they're freelancers. They can set their own hours. They don't have to pay taxes on their stuff. And, yeah, they can buy booze and drugs with it. And, and, and if they were afraid of the consequences, they'd have to stop. But in New York, like L.A., there are no consequences. Can you imagine that they passed laws in New York and here in L.A.? They passed all these all these new Anything goes policies. Yeah, no bail, just to, all that stuff. Just to keep 327 people out of prison? Like, we don't have room for 327 people? Uh, 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 to give them, what, a second chance? We're giving them several hundred chances, not a second This is their way of life. And we can't... Let's put the 327 away for a year and see what happens to the to the crime rate. To the shoplifting arrest. So it's only 327 people. I mean, you, you, you could fit that into a large restaurant. 
That's what I'm saying. Nothing happens. Most store owners don't want to intervene because that's dangerous. Police don't want to deal with it because it's petty theft. Well, except you could make it a lot more serious. You could say this kind of stealing is going to give you a guaranteed prison term. Let's say you go, you go into you go into prison for a year for this. It's only three hundred twenty-seven people, right? It's not a whole lot. Why won't they do that for the three hundred twenty-seven? Why won't they do it for that? If it's that easy, they know who the people are. They know who they are. They arrest them all the time. They know their addresses. They know where they live. They know the places that they steal from. They go to the same places over. So why don't they stop it? There's there's no rehab here. There's uh, no nothing. When we come back, our guest will be because they want the anarchy. Former U.S. Assistant Attorney Nathan Hockman, Attorney General Nathan Hockman, he's also decided to enter the race to unseat L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon. John and Ken, KFI AM six forty live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app and Deborah Mark live in the twenty four hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.